Good evening, dummies. Episode 249. Just had a very long conversation online with people. It was a good conversation. Talked about socialism and Marxist-Leninism and libertarian Marxism and all this other stuff. And had a pretty good conversation. It's always good when they go well. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Welcome. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. You know Kyle Rittenhouse. It's an interesting thing that we have here. Trial has been going on. It's been monopolizing a lot of your attention. And there are some things that we want to talk about, some interesting things that have taken place. Please stick with me. Hang with me for about the next 15 minutes, and then we'll get back to live. I'm on live at 830 Eastern every single night, Monday through Friday at least, not on the weekends. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. from an undisclosed location always honest always direct so sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now well good evening dummies once again why did i call you dummies don't take offense dummies is actually a compliment. Dummies are the don't unfriend me's. Don't unfriend me's are you, me, and the Christmas tree. Barstool Sports has dummies, or excuse me, stoolies. We have dummies, and it just stands for don't unfriend me. It's not an insult. You're going to hear a sound after this, and it didn't play. Oh, that's because I don't have my sound up. Folks, it's one of those evenings. I didn't expect to be on for an hour and a half talking about all the wonderful things that we just did. But what I can tell you is that we do have new shirts. The Let's Go Brandon shirt available. Go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on shop, and you'll see all the wonderful shirts we have. We also have the 13 star. This particularly lovely young lady is wearing it. 13 star, don't unfriend me. Go represent the show. It helps. It is all made in America. They are the softest and most comfy, comfy, comfy shirts in the world. And they're reasonably priced, free shipping on anything over 50. And we give 10% to the Travis Mannion Foundation, which is also good. I'm almost done pimping my site. You can also find us at Don't Unfriend Me Show on all podcasts, on Anchor. We're on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and Instagram, all of the big ones. Please stop by and say hello. Let's get to the show tonight. Kyle Rittenhouse. When I first saw this happen, I had some feelings about it. I understand what it's like to want to be a hero or want to be important or go and help where you can. And so I was conflicted. I'm going to go through some things tonight, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the case, the walkthrough, some of the video, all compiled in one little spot and give you my thoughts and feelings on it. I'll try to narrate a few things, and we can all talk together. And you can tell me what your thoughts are at the end and leave some comments for me. I would appreciate it. Most important thing about Kyle Rittenhouse is, was this self-defense or was this indeed what they're saying, which would be premeditated murder? I think it is an interesting conversation, and let's go ahead and begin it right now. It's around 11.45 on Tuesday, August 25th in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We're in the parking, parking lot of Car Source, used a dealership located on the corner of 63rd Street and Sheridan Road City. Uh, Kenosha had been rocked by tension following the shooting of a 29-year-old police, uh, 20-year-old person named uh, Jacob Blake by police officers on August 23rd. The city was experiencing a third uh, night of unrest, and these images might be disturbing to some. 
Two witness captured footage of the shooting about to unfold in this parking lot right here. The first witness standing across the street captures a young man with a rifle running into the dealership parking lot. He's being chased, and it's unclear what happened before this moment, but we do know that armed citizens were out in the streets guarding local shops. A shirtless man throws a plastic bag in the young man's direction, and a second witness captures the same man running after him. The shirtless man falls, and the young man with the rifle has looped around the car to see what is now lying unclear from the footage, but who fired the shots, but is laying down in a pool of his own blood. The man takes off his shirt to apply first aid. Later in the footage, you see that man on the ground has a visible head wound. Um, At this point, thanks to special markers on Mr. Rittenhouse, what we assume are orange medical packs, green shirt, blue medical gloves, and a beige baseball cap, all point out that this is more than likely Kyle Rittenhouse, at least allegedly. He's seen running away from the scene shortly after that. You can also see that he has his rifle sling and he's on the phone wearing blue gloves. All of these things can be seen later in the video that can help you identify him as well. Later, he's running north on Sheridan Road and a third witness captures footage of him being chased by a group of people. A man wearing a white shirt after he runs northbound here will take a swing at Rittenhouse. He will lose his hat right here in a second. As he's running, you can see there's some people chasing him. He takes a swing. Rittenhouse then goes ahead and trips and falls to the ground. And he aims his rifle as multiple men run towards him. You can see that shots are fired guy with a skateboard comes up and you can hear it here boom shot in the arm we'll play the video back so solely down to kind of get a better idea of what happened here he fires his weapon at at least once towards the man with the light jeans he shoots out a second time person here a man with a skateboard appears to be hit in the chest he discharges another shot This man with beige shorts, the sequence of events was also captured by a photographer standing on the other side of the street. You can see right there, the man with the light jean right here attempts to kick Rittenhouse, then fires the first two gunshots. Shots are discharged at this moment. The man in the hoodie appears to be hit. Man with a skateboard and then tries to grab the weapon. He discharges his rifle again. The man with a skateboard clutches his chest. Another man is in frame now and his hands are up and he's holding what appears to be a handgun in the final shot. Sorry, I'm covering him right there. Rittenhouse gets up and turns to walk north towards the gas station. Man in the baseball cap is left holding his right arm where he was headed and appears to still be holding a handgun. Gunshots continue to ring out. It's unclear where they're coming from. 20 seconds later, we see Rittenhouse run towards police vehicles. He waves and puts his hand up. The police do not apprehend Rittenhouse immediately. According to the authorities, the shooting resulted in two fatalities and a third gunshot victim was transported to the hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. The next day, police arrested 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse in his hometown of Antioch, Illinois. He faces six charges of including first-degree intentional homicide. Rittenhouse's attorney said that in response to the charges, this was a classic self-defense and we're going to prove it. We will obtain justice for Carl, no matter how hard the fight or how long it takes. The irony is that a key element of self-defense is the reasonableness of a person's actions under the circumstances. There was absolutely really nothing reasonable about anything that happened in Kenosha that night. 
As you can see, the police are starting to move forward towards the riot and finally intercepting. And he is giving up at that time. But nothing really happened that night that was acceptable or was reasonable, like I said, from a 17-year-old high school dropout who was playing self-deputized peacekeeper with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle and the adults who enabled him. And no, that's not an an AR assault rifle. It's an Armalite rifle. But to the law enforcement personnel who failed to send them all home, to the rioters who set fires and brought their own guns to protest the shooting of a black man by a white police officer, it's all not above board. Yet Rittenhouse's folly also turns out to be the basis for his defense. His fear of someone taking his gun becomes justification for him pulling the trigger. Here are the facts. Part 1. Kyle Rittenhouse was attending a protest, which was his right. Kyle brought an AR-15, partially as a deterrent to crime and partially in case it was needed as self-defense. FYI, an AR-15 stands for Armalite Rifle. It doesn't stand for Assault Rifle. FYI, there's no such thing as an Assault Rifle. I can have an Assault Fork or an Assault Toothpick if you want me to. An AR-15 is also semi-automatic, meaning one shot per trigger pull, same as a pistol. And Kyle, at some point, asked a guy to stop vandalizing the gas station we saw earlier as the guy was trying to light it on fire. The guy then gets agitated and chases Kyle, cornering him with Kyle's back to a building. The guy then says, I'm going to kill you, pardon my language, fuck you, twice, really loudly, as he grabs onto Kyle's rifle. Kyle shoots in self-defense. After Kyle shoots him in self-defense, the mob notices, word spreads, and the mob quickly chased after Kyle. At this point, Kyle is running for his life and heading north towards the police barricade that I showed you. If Kyle was the aggressor or the active shooter... He wouldn't be heading to police. Kyle didn't want violence. He wanted protection from the thugs trying to kill him. Fortunately, the mob caught up to Kyle before he could get to the police barracks. One person drop-kicked him in the chest, as you saw. Another person swung and hit him hard in the head, shoulder area with a heavy wood metal skateboard. Kyle shot the person with a skateboard in self-defense. One other person swung their gun and aimed it at Kyle at point-blank range, so Kyle fired quickly. Also, self-defense. In all three cases, Kyle had a genuine and reasonable fear for his person, a.k.a. himself, would be violently harmed or killed. And as a third party looking at the videotapes, I'd agree. Kyle would either be killed or, if he's lucky, lucky, merely beaten unconscious and extremely bloodied. Either way, he had stand at least a good chance of being killed outright. And the mob wasn't wanting to just talk as evidenced by repeatedly striking him violently and evidenced by people in the crowd shouting cranium that mother effer which means beat his brains out they also shouted get him beat his ass and kill him here's the law in wisconsin as it pertains to kyle's case kyle has witnesses who say he was there under supervision therefore he was allowed to have the rifle under the age of 18 either way And maybe, however, even if hypothetically the court somehow found he didn't have guardian or supervision, him having a gun unlawfully due to underage or any other reason doesn't mean he doesn't still have the right to self-defense in Wisconsin. You might get in trouble for an unlawful possession of a firearm or gun and that charge, but you wouldn't be charged with murder in a self-defense situation simply because you weren't allowed to have a gun. The intent behind this legal technicality above is that they want to stop people from carrying guns illegally in general and especially want to punish people who commit crimes while illegally carrying. 
but their goal isn't to punish people extra harshly for actual cases of self-defense. They don't want rioters, angry exes, or activists think that they're allowed to kill someone they don't like just because that person is peacefully carrying a gun when they shouldn't technically be carrying a gun. Allowing open season violence on unlawful but otherwise peacefully gun carriers will only create more havoc, chaos, and bloodshed. Self-defense in Wisconsin states if you have a reasonable fear of imminent bodily harm or death from others, then you have the right to react with lethal, lethal force to protect yourself. And this law applies regardless of why he was in Wisconsin and Kenosha, whether his gun was legal, etc. The bottom line is regardless of how weird, antisocial, disliked, or out of place Kyle was, nobody had the right to kill or beat him up, and Kyle had a legal, constitutional, and Wisconsin right to defend himself in that moment. And here is how the court verdict should and will go. Unless someone tampers with the jurors or either all they're all far left or they've been paid off, they will rule not guilty for murder, not guilty for manslaughter. Yes, guilty maybe for illegal possession of gun charge. And this is a minor crime and it's debatable. Kyle may actually accept a plea deal midway through the trial or just the gun charge, depending on how the case plays out. And most people involved in conflicts are not 100% innocent anyway, so, it is, so it's the same with Rittenhouse. Is he really 100% innocent? Probably not. Is he guilty of murder? Also probably not. I wish that, seven, that 17-year-old boy had not been there. I wish his mother had not dropped him off with a gun. I wish his mother had told him he needed to stay home that night, and he had no business going where he wanted to go. I do believe Rittenhouse believed on that night he was defending himself, absolutely. And I don't know if the people he shot would have killed him or would have just scared him. We don't know that for sure. But they were going to do something threatening to him. And it's not crazy that Rittenhouse believed he needed to protect his life. You know who I blame? The local and national leaders and media who felt that the riots, burning, looting, and vandalism were the correct way to approach racial justice. That the mostly peaceful protests, but fiery protests, were an acceptable way to voice their displeasure. They allowed, created a situation where many people felt they needed to defend themselves and their property and businesses. And when it seems like certain voices in our national leadership are giving a green light to the kind of rioting behavior that is going to naturally result in people believing they need to defend themselves and their property and businesses. This is where human error comes in. So I blame these people mostly, Democrat leaders and the associated Democrat media for the bloodbath. But today it's an interesting thing. We got to see some testimony that exonerates Rittenhouse, in my opinion. Watch this. That's a photo of you, yes? Yes. Okay. Um, that's Mr. Rittenhouse? Correct. Okay. Now, you'd agree your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, correct? This is the gentleman in the picture, not Rittenhouse, but the man who was shot who had the gun, the Glock in his hand, and was hit in the arm. This is his testimony in regards to what happened that night, and ultimately, the defense is trying to get him to admit that he was pointing the gun at Rittenhouse. The prosecution does not want this. This is a horrible preparation of a witness, and it was a soup sandwich from beginning to end. Yes. Okay. And... Once your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, that's when he fires his gun. Yes? No. So now he just says, so when you were pointing at Rittenhouse, then 
Rittenhouse fired his gun in self-defense. And this guy says no, and then watch him backpedal. And this ultimately will dismiss the case. This is open and pretty much shut at this point. Look, I don't want to... Does this look like right now your arm is being shot? That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yes. Okay. And it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him. Yes? Yes. Okay, so... When you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him... Listen to this. ...advanced on him with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Right? Correct. Right? Correct. Right? Correct. It's a kiss of death. He ultimately just basically just washed it away by saying that and admitting that in court. It was like a Perry Mason or I don't know, LA law episode where things went horribly wrong for the prosecution. That was one of their biggest witnesses and it went horribly wrong. It's like the glove. It will go down in history as the reason why Rittenhouse more than likely will be let go. I want you to watch the reaction I have another angle of this where Rittenhouse and also the prosecution react. If you don't understand how big this was, watch this. I want you to, here's the, here's the conversation where he just says, correct, but look at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse looks like he's ready to cry. He has absolutely looked like a thousand pounds just left his shoulders and he knows that he's going to be exonerated. This wasn't a mass shooting. He wasn't a mass shooter. You don't get shot at as a mass shooter. He was controlled and he was lethal in what he did. But you can see, literally, he just, it's overwhelmed. He knows. I want you to watch the prosecution when he says this. The prosecution, I thought he was literally going to commit seppuku and disembowel himself. He was so upset. He probably was, look at the gentleman right down here, right underneath my picture with his hand on his head. He probably prepped this witness and the prosecution realizes that their case is now over. It was a pretty heavy moment in this, but it also shows that we can have a little bit of faith, or just a little bit of faith in our system once again. And in the end, if you play stupid games, folks, you get stupid prizes. The simple truth is Kyle may be awkward and full of an angst teenage kid who wanted to play Captain America, and he's one of the only people during all of these riots to do anything about what was happening. And was he right? Yes and no. And was he wrong? Also yes and no. Justice may be blind, but also can be fickle. But what he also was, was a cool, calm, and disciplined kid with no special training to speak of, who stemmed off a highly agitated mob with the intent to disarm and harm him like a freaking soldier of fortune. With a rig under $500, he accomplished the well-known fact that God created all men equal and the Second Amendment keeps, keeps them that way. I would say time served, negligent homicide at best, three years probation and community service. Let him go because the civil lawsuits will end his chance at a productive life anyway. The kid is innocent but guilty of making a very poor decision, and he will pay for that for the rest of his life, just as the violent thugs did with theirs, and in Latin, eostesia servitor, about 
sums it up. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. If you are live, hang tight. Please stick with me. I will answer all your questions at the end. I hope you like tonight's show. Remember, you can stop by don'tunfriendme.com and you can like, share, and subscribe. It means the world to me. Also pick up a shirt over at don'tunfriendme.com and you can also, one more thing, reach the Veteran Crisis Hotline there, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. We need your help. Please talk to veterans. Have that conversation Holidays are fast approaching. And in the holidays, we see that it clicks up to 25, 26 a day. It is too many. Traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, depression are all real. And mental health is something to take very seriously. The good thing is Veteran Crisis Line is there to help. Another good thing is it's 100% anonymous. And the last good thing is that if you are not a veteran, they will help you. You might as well just call it Crisis Line. Anyone can call. It's free of charge. Pick up the phone and dial now. Folks, if you're live, stick with me. I will be back. I'm excited to see the testimony and how this goes. I believe Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent, but foolish, and that doesn't deserve life in prison. Don't you think? I'll see you tomorrow, folks. We'll have another great episode for you. Good night, dummies. 